Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Apple presentation for today. Um, this is a webinar, so everyone is muted. If you want to raise your hand, you do Alt-Y on the PC, or you do the raise hand on an iPhone or a star nine on a landline. So, Matt, Balbert, go for it. All right. Well, thanks so much. Once again, I do really appreciate uh, the support. Thanks so much for having me. It is, once again, a joy to uh, to talk with you today, to, to present, to share with all of you. And I'm very excited because we are going to talk about all the new Apple stuff. We're going to, you know, Apple introduced several really big products last week. And we are going to um, talk about those, talk about what features are available, maybe even a little bit about pricing, availability. And, uh, of course, we'll... We'll take your questions. Now, this event was held. Um, sorry, my phone decided to somehow I, I don't know. These, it's, it's weird. Some strange gremlins here in Zoom, I guess. But we're good now. Uh, anyhow, so. Because Rita took them over from hers. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, first, first, it, it, first it switched to the earpiece without any provocation, and then it muted me, and I, I definitely didn't double tap on, on mute. That was really weird. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> how you doing today, Cliff? Doing pretty good. Good, good. It, it's, it's above 30 degrees, so we okay? <laughs> I guess that's, uh, that's, that's great, then. That's fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're, we're almost at 80 here. We had a, a bit wow. of a heat wave for this time of year. Not, not typical for October. Here. Might have to change our summer to October up there. <laughs> <laughs> So the event we're talking about was held, um, I guess, last week now, uh, and it was widely expected that Apple would release or announce at least their new iPhones for this year, and they did not disappoint. But the iPhones were not the only product that were announced, and so I want to, uh, I want to start by doing this in the order that Apple did it, and of course, Cliff, Rita, anytime you guys want to jump in, feel free to do so. Um, so the, the, the first product uh, that was announced, and the one that I was truly the most excited about, was the HomePod Mini. Now, the HomePod Mini is going to add on to the uh, already existing smart speaker product that Apple offers, which is the HomePod. And I am a huge fan of the HomePod. I have loved it since day one. We have two of them. They're now set up as a stereo pair, um, and they are great. They do a great job with Siri. They do a great job with HomeKit. Uh, they do a great job with AirPlay, with Apple TV. But uh, the best thing about them is that they truly are the best consumer speaker that I've ever heard. And that now, I've been meaning to ask you this, Matt, because I don't have mine stereo paired. As you know, ours is on two different floors. But if you right. say, if you say, hey, that lady, I can't say her name because she's right above me. But she's but right, I, yeah. <laughs> but if I say that, are both going to answer or just one? So it is, Siri seems to come through the left, what you designate as the left speaker when she's talking. And all the other stuff comes through both. Um, I've not actually tested the alarm 
feature since I did the stereo pairing. Um, and we have a, actually, there's a timer set. My uh, parents came in from out of town. They're heating some things up in the oven. So there'll be a timer that goes off here in a minute and we'll see whether it comes out of one or both. But it uh, is definitely uh, one speaker that is, is designated for Siri speech when you have it in a stereo pair. And they let you choose which one's the left and which one's the right. You can play a little tone from them, make sure it's correct. It was already correct when I did it. I don't know if it used its spatial awareness to figure out that it was the left one or if it just was, you know, something else. But it, it had it right. And I, if it hadn't, I could have hit a swap button, you know, to, to go back the other way. But it, it already had left and right correct um, based on the way I wanted them. So uh, it's a really great feature to have two of them paired together. And it is, the, as I would say, the best sound from any consumer speaker that I've heard. Now, I put that word consumer on it, folks, only because you're not going to take this to a venue and, and you know, do a hundred person concert with it. OK, it's not made for that. It is a you know, it is a home speaker. But when it comes to home speakers, as far as I'm concerned, better than Sonos, better than Bose, better than any other speakers that I've heard. So the audio is, is second to none. The thing with this is it's also a three hundred dollar speaker. You know, it's worth every penny of it. But if you want to fill your house with with sound in every room, you know, that can get a little bit pricey. So we have two of them, and I always said if Apple releases a small version that's a lower price, um, especially if they add a feature that you can talk to people in different rooms, like an intercom feature that would sort of uh, be along the same lines as Amazon's drop-in or Google's broadcast feature, that, you know, that combination of things, I would run out and get it immediately, even if it meant selling some of my Echo Dots. And I'm going to be true to my word uh, when, it, when it is available for pre-order on November 6th, I will be ordering it as soon as I possibly can. I'm hoping that they decide to release it at uh, 3 a.m. Eastern time because I'll actually be awake at that time. If they do like they did with the iPhone 12 and do 8 a.m., I, I might still be sleeping for a couple hours. But as soon as I get up, I'm going to pre-order it then. And it's uh, and I'm going to get several of them because I'm going to put them in each room. So what do these things do and, and why am I so excited about them? Well, first of all, I think that there's the timer. It's coming through. Just the left. Hey, Siri, stop. Hey, Siri, stop. Okay. So it's only coming through the left for the timer, but music and TV come through both. So anyhow, this is compared to the $299. Now, Apple could have charged $199 or even $149 for this thing, but they're only charging $99 for the HomePod Mini. $99. And for that price, you get the, the latest and greatest speaker that they have, and it's just a small version of the full-sized HomePod. It's still going to have incredible sound. We've not, of course, heard it yet, uh, but based upon their descriptions, it's going to. And it's going to support all the features that the, the larger HomePod supports. And I've mentioned several of them already. Music playback through your Apple Music subscription or through iTunes Match. Music playback of your iTunes purchased content. Broadcast radio internet radio, and pretty soon, direct access to other music services too, like Amazon and Spotify, for example. They also have access to any music you want through AirPlay from your iPhone. So if you have a video on YouTube, you know, you, you want to play the music to that through your HomePod speakers, you can easily do that with just a few taps. Um, it also will work as a home theater system for your television if you have an Apple TV, which is what I was describing um, before and I think that's a really awesome feature because you get these action movies and stuff there's no better sound 
uh, than that. We were just talking about that yesterday. And then it's got all of these great Siri features that we've come to know and love. You know, set a timer, send a message, voice recognition so that my, my son and my daughter and my wife can access their own calendars and messages and reminders. I can access mine just by speaking. It knows who we are. You know, grocery lists, notes, um, general knowledge queries, you know, your home kit, you know, locking the front door, asking it what the temperature is or to adjust the temperature. And that's very important this time of year for us when we have this like 80 degrees during the day and 40 degrees at night, because I'm not exaggerating. We've had that. Uh, so you want to switch back and forth a few times. So all of these features, plus some great new features that are that are just being released. One is known as Apple Maps Continuity. And, and that means that you can ask, or may, maybe it's called Maps Handoff. I might have the wrong term. I apologize there. But it's, it's one of those two terms. And what it does is it is going to allow you to say, for example, you know, where's the, well, the, the example Apple gave was, where's the nearest Target? You know, but you could ask for a pizza place. You could ask for, you know, whatever store you're looking for or restaurant or business. And then when you, uh, if it's the one you want, you say, yes, you know, whatever. And it's going to have those directions ready for you in your car by way of your iPhone. So when you get in the car, it's ready to go through CarPlay. You can you, you have those directions that you ask the HomePod for. Another feature that's been added is the what's my update feature, where it will tell you what's on your calendar for the day, what the weather's like, and even play a short news briefing. You can pick whether that's uh, CNN, Fox News, Washington Post, or NPR. I think those are the ones. There might be another one, but definitely those. And so you get this little briefing of your day. The other feature that was added indeed was the intercom feature. And when you talk to Siri and you say to her intercom, she will play the message on whatever HomePod you, whatever HomePod you choose, whatever room you choose, or all throughout the house. And not only that, but she'll give this message to, if you've set it up this way, all the iPhones or the iPads, you know, maybe I want to send a message specifically to my son or my daughter. It will play them on that particular, on their HomePods, but also on their iPhone, their Apple Watch, even in the car. So they could be away from home and send a message to the house. Uh, and that was a great example that Apple, uh, I think Apple gave, or else I know Cliff and I talked about it. You know, you pull up from the grocery store and you send a message into the house by the intercom on the home pods, you know, that we need help with the groceries, whatever. Look, so this is a, I got two teenagers, actually three teenagers and I'm almost 50. Look, I paid my dues. <laughs> they going to come out and carry the bags in. <laughs> 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 so I got one question before you move on. If you have three or four of the minis or even the big, the big brother, as they call it, are they, are those all, able to be stereo paired or is it just two at a time that you can do i mean i know you can say hey that lady played this song in every room of the house but i'm just saying if we're watching a star wars movie and i got four home pods can i make them all you know stereo pair so i you know the, the actual stereo pairing is an official setting that you enable and to my knowledge that is only two of them and by the way we should inform everybody it has to be two like models you can't pair a, you can't stereo pair a home pod and a home pod mini it has to be two minis or two full size but as cliff said you can airplay to as many as you want and the thing you're mentioning specifically with the tv it's my understanding now i don't have official confirmation of this but in some of the articles that i've read it's my understanding that you're going to be able to set up more than two in your home theater setup 
to get that true 5.1 surround sound. Again, don't oh, okay. hold me so to that. Be so it won't be a stereo pair, but you can just say, or you can go to playback destination and possibly set, select all three or four of them. Well, you certainly can do that. Yeah, that that's a guarantee. You can do that. But yeah, this this home theater with more than more than two. It's my understanding that's going to be supported. But again, I I may have misinterpreted what I read, so I'm not extremely confident about that. But yeah, you definitely can play it on as many of them as you want at a time with AirPlay two throughout the house, and you can even tell Siri folks, you know. For any device that has Siri, even you can, you know, you can say play, play this everywhere or play this in the living room, in the kitchen. Or, you know, sometimes we've had the, um, you know, when, when I didn't have them set up as a stereo pair before I had um, the, for example, uh, at that time I had hallway and living room. I could say only play this in the hallway and it would, you know, it would pause the playback in the living room. So there's a lot of different ways that this works. And again, this is just $99. It's going to be available in two colors. Um, I guess it's space gray and white. And it's going to be available beginning November the 6th for pre-order. And I think it's November 16th that it's actually going to uh, arrive in customers' hands or, or be available at certain Apple stores if your Apple store is open and that sort of thing. So uh, I think what we'll do, anything that you want to add I think it's the clip. I think it's the thirteenth actually because oh it's the thirteenth okay the sixteenth is a Monday and I don't see it happening that way okay so, so it's, it's probably the third okay so that would be the yeah, only reason I say that is because the 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 Pro Max and the Mini iPhones go on sale the same time so and they're in sale in store available and delivered on the thirteenth so I'm assuming the HomePod Mini is going to be the same you would be the one on the team to know. <laughs> Which, which we'll get to that Look, in a few minutes. But yes. I, I, I took the day off for that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else to add about the HomePods? No, I think you missed one thing that they talked about, or maybe you said it and I wasn't paying attention because I was reading the email, but did you talk about uh, You did say about the calendar, but you tell them what that feature was called, what, um, what's my update or whatever. Yes, I did mention that briefly, about what's okay. my update feature that's going to read your calendar, the weather, you know, the news, all these things for you. Yes. Okay. Uh, just to go ahead. No, I'm, I was done. Go ahead, Rita. Um, just to elaborate, the HomePod itself, okay, not the minis, but the HomePod um, has like seven speakers in it, three microphones, Matt? There's, there, there's in the in the full size HomePod. Oh my, that, that's a good question. Now I was thinking it was even more than three, truthfully, but you could be right. Uh, but but anyway, and so yeah, and the uh, the the sound really is superior, as as Matt is saying. It's 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 amazing sound. I I don't have one yet, but someday. And the minis. Uh, are like um, oh gosh, where was the distinction? They've got they have they also have three mics. I think it said that you know for directional listening, um, and uh, they, uh, they they um, they won't. I mean, it, I'm a, I don't know about the sound. You know, it's uh, three speakers instead of seven. Yeah, it's something like that. It's fewer drivers or smaller drivers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's obviously, you know, it's not going to be the same. I mean, to expect it to sound exactly like the, the bigger right. brother would, would be 
you know, impossible. Uh, right. But I, I really do believe very strongly because of the tight integration of hardware, <laughs> software, and, and services that, that Apple has since they control the entire experience, I think it's going to be far better than any of us imagined. I, I agree with you. And I th these uh, the, th the thing about the, you know, the Apple world is that these things work so seamlessly with each other. That's the, the beauty about, and, and also the, you know, the, the expense <laughs> of being in the Apple orchard, as my friend calls it, um, that, you know, it's, uh, but these devices, they all integrate with each other and they pair up, you know, with your, you know, you can walk up with your phone playing a song and hand it off to the speaker, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm glad you, you brought know. that up, Ruta, because I was just thinking about mentioning that, too. I'm really glad you said that. Uh, yeah, there, there is HomePod handoff. You know, as she said, if I am playing, let's say that I'm traveling, you know, and then I come home. I was listening to a song on the way and I want to switch it. I literally just bring it close to the HomePod, and it automatically transfers that music that is playing to the HomePod and starts playing it on those speakers. And similarly, it, well, it works in reverse also, but similarly, it will do that with a podcast or even a phone call, because you can ask your HomePod, you know, you're in the kitchen cooking, you've got flour all over your hands and you don't want to answer your phone, you know, you can, you can literally say, hey, you know, Siri. You know who? <laughs> uh, um, uh, who's calling? And she'll read the caller ID, and you can say, answer the call, answer the phone, and she will. Or you can place a call, um, and it's using your iPhone. You know, it's not. there's no weird uh, skills or this or that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have an Echo Show, and I'm going to keep the Echo Show. I, I, I'm not trying to diss Amazon, but I'm just saying you don't have to worry about any of that. It's going to just use your iPhone cellular connection automatically. There's nothing to configure. If you've signed in with your Apple ID, which really happens automatically. I mean, when you set this thing up, I did. And by the way, we have a, uh, a presentation coming up sometime. And I think it's after the first of the year. I can't remember for sure now what I even said, but I think it's after the first of the year that we're going to demo the HomePod extensively at an ACB community presentation, one of these Friday afternoon events. But in the meantime, I have a podcast on TTJ Talk, uh, which is available on any of your favorite all of your favorite podcast platforms. Um, and I did a podcast where I demonstrated the setup of the HomePod from the ground up, how quickly it happens. I mean, it's a two to three minute process and just a couple screens you have to go through so easy. And then I demonstrated, I really put the HomePod through some of its paces and, and talked extensively about it. I think we'll do another one when some of these new features are, are publicly available, which to be honest with you, I, I got to tell you the truth. I don't know which features are in 14.1 and which ones are in 14.2. So that's why I'm being a bit vague about some of this because I, I am not supposed to talk about things that are not publicly released, of course. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, that's, that's where, I mean, it, it is Rita. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great, right. great and integration. And right. And the, that's the, the, the beauty of these products is, they play well together with each other, you know, Very well. um, and that's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, of course with Matt, it's all Apple all the time. So right. <laughs> uh, excuse me. It is with me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it drives me crazy. It's just a little pet peeve of mine, but it drives me crazy when I get an email from somebody and it's not at iCloud.com. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 so. <laughs> Yeah. 
So, so anyway, go ahead, Matt. I was just yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's great. Well, I, you know, I think I think uh, you know, aside from the specific demos that we're going to do with the HomePod, you know, in in a couple of months, you know, I think just to, again, just to really reiterate, and then we'll take questions before we talk about the iPhone. Uh, but you know, just to to reiterate. One of the things that is really cool about this is that you can use it with your Apple TV. Now, as I've mentioned, there's going to be a, a way, if, if there isn't already, for you to do this in a, in a, in a different way that makes it more permanent and, and more functional. But even now, even if you're still running version 13 on your HomePods, you can do it through AirPlay. I mean, I used to do that frequently we would do it as a family when it was family movie night i would always want the home pod to supplement you know what was coming through the television and if we were you know if it was time for a snack i would uh, i'd say well let's put this on in because the kids never want to pause the movie you know that's playing i said well let's put it on in the kitchen on you know on the home pod out there so i can be you know cooking the snack while i'm, I'm still here in the movie so when and and then there were times when the kids used to go to school in person that I would, uh, during lunch, I'd sit in the kitchen and watch a TV show, but it would be, you know, playing on the living room, Apple TV, living room television, but it would be, I'd hear it on the kitchen hallway home pod because I didn't need to see it anyway, you know, so I could just switch it to that home pod. And, and this is really great. The other thing I, I just very briefly glossed over and I want to go back to since we have time is HomeKit. I know some of you heard our presentation that we did back in the summer, I guess it was, about HomeKit and home automation, the smart home, all of these things. And when you have all of these HomeKit products, you can use your HomePod. Your HomePod automatically becomes one of the home hubs. So it makes all these, if you don't already have another home hub, it, it makes all these automations possible and remote access. You know, you can be away from home and control this stuff. But, you know, it also lets you talk to the, um, you know, the, the, the HomePod and say, you know, uh, switch the thermostat to cool mode or, you know, make it warmer in here. Or, or is the front door locked? Uh, is the garage door open? Now, obviously, you know, full disclosure, you got to have some other accessories for this to work. But it truly is a fantastic experience. And one of the neatest things about it is if I say to the HomePod, lock the front door or close the garage door, she will do it, no questions asked. But if I say to her, unlock the front door, or open the garage door, notice the difference in the nature of that request, she will not do it automatically. She wants to make sure that I am really sure I'm, I'm doing what I want to be doing, and she wants to prevent unauthorized access. And so what she'll do is she'll say to me, you're going to need to, in so many words, you'll need to authenticate on your iPhone first. So I pick up my iPhone and I use Face ID because I have an iPhone 11 and I use Face ID. And as soon as I do, I get a little message that pops up on the phone that says, do you want to continue with this request to unlock your front door or whatever? And I just hit continue or cancel. If I hit continue, then it does it. So it, it, it gives me that extra step. Um, you can hand off things, you know, continue from one device to another. And again, as I mentioned, I want to revisit it does have the ability to recognize your voice. And when it recognizes your voice, you can enable all sorts of other, you know, requests using, again, access to your calendar, your messages, your, um, 
you know, uh, um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Messages, calendar, reminders and notes, you know, all of these different types of things. And so it knows who you are. And by the way, it also uses that for your listening history of your music. In other words, maybe, you know, there's a possibility that my wife might have different musical tastes than I do. We really don't. We, you know, typically listen to the same things, but it's just the idea that she could have an entirely different set of tastes, you know, her own playlists, her everything. And just by the nature of her voice versus mine, it's going to, it's going to know that. Similarly, you know, if I tell the HomePod, text my wife, or, or or here's a better example. If I tell the HomePod, text my mom, well, then if my, if my wife says text my mom, it's going to know the difference. It's going to know who's talking and whose mom it should really be texting. Now, all of this requires you to, and this is not what the session's about today, but I still want to mention it briefly since we've got time. Um, you know, this is a great, we always advocate with our students, have your contact card and all your other contacts in your, you know, iPhone, have them set up properly. Take the time to make that happen. You know, when we came from the world of, you know, Braille Mate, Braille and Speak, PacMate, all these things, you didn't have that same emphasis. And, and my contacts, I'll be honest with you, when I first started and I didn't understand how this really worked, you know, uh, my contacts were a mess. And, and as time went on, I realized I need to, you know, make this better. And you want to use the first name field for one first name, the last name field, the way you're supposed to use it, put the correct identifiers on, you know, if it's an iPhone, if it's a home phone, a mobile, a work, a school phone, put the correct label on it. If you have an address, put the physical address, make sure you designate it as home or work, put the birthday in there, the anniversary, put the relationship so that it knows that it's your daughter, your son, your wife, your husband, your mother, you know, father, whatever, have all of this set up because it really, really does. That's true. Yeah. Just my mom's saying in the background, especially now, because there's a lot of places now where you have to use 10 digit dialing. So don't, don't cheat that and just put a seven digit phone number. That's a great point at, you know, make sure you put a 10 digit phone number in all of these fields. Um, that is going to really help you to properly make use of your contacts later on. And it's going to enable these great features. Like I'm talking about when I say to the HomePod, text my son, it knows who that is. Text my daughter. And we can even do the group messages. Of course, send a message to the family chat or to the um, main instructor chat. And when we send a message using the HomePod, if somebody replies, if that person you sent to replies within less than, I don't, I, I want to say it's three minutes, I may have the number wrong, but if they reply soon, the HomePod will even make a little ding to let you know that the message was replied to. That normally doesn't happen. Normally it's just the notification you get on your phone, iPad, watch, whatever. You can still ask the HomePod to read it for you, but if you, like I said, if they reply right away, you even get a little ding on the HomePod. So um, let's, let's take some questions about HomePod in general and about HomePod mini. And then we're going to move on to the other thing that Apple um, announced after that. Okay. Donna, you may unmute. Hello. Um, so for, for it to recognize voices and play like things they would like to hear, that means that each person has to have an account with Apple. Is that correct? That yeah. is, yeah, that is technically the, 
the way of it, yes. Now, there, you know, it is possible to, in, in, in cases where, you know, of course, trainer Cliff has to be the rebel. You know, he's got to go against the grain here, you know. He, he and, and, and his wife share an Apple ID and then their kids have separate ones. But yeah, technically, it's going to be easiest. Let me just put it that way. Because Cliff knows the advanced, you know, workarounds for this. The easiest ways to do it are, yes, each person having their own Apple ID, which, of course, they're free. And now you can share an Apple Music account. You get a family subscription to Apple Music or pretty soon the Apple One bundle, you know, that's going to be coming out. One of those. And then yeah, wait, I, was, I, was taught, <laughs> I, I was taught to try it in this, until it don't work. OK, so there you go. Well, that's, that's another way of putting it. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, that that's going to be your your simplest option because it's going to use the the voice profile that you have on all of your existing devices. So your iPhone when you set up that, you know, hey, so on, you know, and and then the same thing with the if you have an iPad, you know, whatever you have and you've set that up already, it uses that information to to learn your voice. All right. And the other thing, um so I have the app on my um, TV. I don't have Apple TV itself physically. Um, would it still work like if I told it to play, you know, blah, blah on it? Or does it have to be the physical little box um, that Apple has? No, well, you can, use, you can use AirPlay with an iPhone or an iPad or even a Mac. So you could open the Apple TV app on one of those devices or any other television app you know at&t tv netflix peacock hulu disney plus and yeah you could airplay that audio to the uh home pod speakers absolutely oh excellent great excellent okay thank you all right thank you Beth, you may unmute hey guys uh i had a couple of questions first of all could you please this is a little off topic, I guess, but it was just mentioned. Could you please tell us what Peacock is? In other words, what, what kinds of um, TV it has? And also, what do you think was Apple's um, oh, agenda, if you want to use that term, I can't think of another word right now, to, to actually uh, come out with the mini? Thanks. Um, yeah, so first of all, with Peacock, um, slightly off topic, but yeah, we've got time, I think. Uh, it, and, and Peacock is... A, another TV streaming service released. This one is by um, NBC Universal, uh, which is, I guess, technically owned by Comcast. Uh, Comcast customers, at least Xfinity Internet customers, get it for free. Um, it is you. There is a free version for everyone that has limited content, but the the Xfinity customers get the next level up. Which now, I think is, it, really is it that they don't get the content, or is it that they give that there's more ads? I'm not. I paid for the yearly subscription because it was just kind of about forty percent. So I don't know. Well, so are you yeah, saying there's, that there's they don't get as much tiers. content, or they don't get the, the 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 as much content if they paid for it? Right. So the, there's three tiers. There's the one that anybody can get for free, but the content is limited. And okay. then there's the one that you paid for, which the Comcast customers get for free, and that is the full library of content. But it does have ads. But as you know, it's like one or two ads per show. I mean, it's hardly anything. And then you can actually pay above that to get no ads, which I did not 
you know, no, add that on. I, I didn't. I mean, yeah. One thirty yeah. second ad is not going to kill me. Besides, yeah, that'll be the time that I go get me a sandwich or something. So right, I mean. right. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it works great on Apple TV. It works reasonably well on iPad and iPhone, but it works even better on iPad and iPhone if you use the Apple TV app to get to the content. I will give you an update on that. I actually opened up the app the other day while I was at work because you're not know, streaming stuff while I'm working. And it has gotten better, especially with your watch yeah. list. So if you want to continue before, it, you couldn't find anything. You had to go through right. the TV app. But now, if you go to your watch list and want to continue playing something that you, you were recently watching on your Apple TV, it will do it now. It will do it. And and it is, Beth, it's, I mean, the content, you know, obviously that's personal preference. It's hard to say uh, what but they're ads. There are more stuff every day. Oh yeah, and and I mean I love the content. I mean um, they have shows like um, Everybody Loves Raymond, King of Queens. Um, what's that other one? Is it? It's not Fresh Prince because that's on HBO Max. I can't believe you didn't. I can't believe you didn't say the other one first. Which one? Friends. That's HBO Max. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah, it was an yeah, NBC friends. show, though. Oh, oh, HBO must have bought those rights then, okay. Yeah, I um, yeah. But, but, I mean, one of the classics, and I guess I'm about to show my age now, is Punky Brewster. They actually got a fourth season where she's grown yep. up and has kids, so now that's that would right. be great for them to show. So. <laughs> and do they have the Saved by the Bell on Peacock? Yes, they do. They have Saved by oh, the Bell, and they, and they have the college years, plus yep. the reboot that they did back in 94, I think it was. Right, and then they have also... Um, there was something else I was going to say, if I can think of it real quick now. Um, oh, oh, uh, House, the medical drama, uh, House, and they have uh, movies like Shrek and Meet the Parents. Uh, plus, in addition to that, they've got news from NBC News. Uh, they've got all sports. the, like, sports from NBC. Up, and then, and like, if I'm not mistaken, they, they streamed the debate live last night, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they did. I, yes, I did not watch this one, but I do believe they did stream it live. And, and all the, you know, like SNL, Tonight Show with Jimmy, all these different kinds of things. It's a really great service, especially I, for... I, I'd go as far as say it's the best free content streaming app that there is. Yeah, I and think... I and I don't like to give Comcast a lot of credit, I go but I will that. give them credit on that Super. one, so... Uh, but, uh, but as for the HomePod Mini, I think... Apple decided to do that, one, because they make a lot more money on other products that are probably overpriced in some people's opinion. I'm not going to go to that soapbox. But I think their biggest reason was a lot of people wanted a, an affordable um, smart speaker. And Siri, the HomePod is a smart speaker, and it's, you know, some people don't like the price. But at $99, that brings it in competition with the Echo, with the Google Home. It definitely brings it under the price point of Sonus and Bose. And plus the fact that you got, you know, the intercom and all these other features that's built right into it, like the Big Brother. So I think that they were targeting the, the audience that may not have $300 to throw at it, but $99, and it can do the same thing and probably have superior sound. Why not? I mean, Matt, is there anything else you want to add? Right, that, that's exactly what I would have said. And I think they even went as far as to kind of say that in the presentation. He said, you know, we want to make this, we want to get this in as many hands as possible or make it available to as many people as possible or something like that, you know, when, when they first introduced the, the HomePod Mini. So, yeah, I think that would be the, the answer to your question there. We don't have any other questions right now, Matt. Okay. All right. No. Other, okay. Well, then we're going to... Um, we're going to continue and we'll go on to the other major product that Apple announced at this event. 
and some of the little accessories that they announced to go with it. Now, before I do say that, I also want to remind you that this was not the first event of the season. Uh, back in September, Apple announced the 8th generation iPad, a fantastic upgrade to an already excellent iPad with the 10.2-inch screen, the smart connector, Apple Pencil support, um, and now an A12 Bionic processor. So from a dual-core to a 6-core processor, 8-core, uh, excuse me, quad-core graphics, 8-core neural engine. I mean, this iPad is fantastic at a price tag that starts at just $329. And, and, and then they announced the iPad Air 4th generation, which is a 10.9-inch all-screen, no home button, touch ID in the power button. Uh, they've added the, you know, the highest... Uh, the highest end display features from the iPad Pro and brought them down into the iPad Air. Plus, it's the best, it's the, it's the fastest processor on any iPad now, uh, the A14 um, Bionic chip. So those were announced in September along with the, the Apple Watch Series 6 and the Apple Watch SE. So we, uh, we've already had a, a, a very packed um, season and there are rumors that there's yet another event coming this year or perhaps at least the launch of Apple's first ARM-based Macintosh systems with its own Apple Silicon. So we'll see what happens. But uh, just wanted to point that out. This is not the first event. So we had iPod, uh, excuse me, iPad, Apple Watch, now HomePod Mini, and now the iPhone, the long-awaited, highly anticipated iPhone 12 series. There are four different uh, iterations of this iPhone 12. There's the iPhone 12, there's the iPhone 12 mini, there's the iPhone 12 Pro, and there's the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Now, right now, at this very second, you can get an iPhone 12 and an iPhone 12 Pro. The extremes on either end, the mini and the max, are going to be coming on November 6th for pre-order. If you order now, though, on the Pro or the regular 12, I will tell you there's pretty... Uh, there's a pretty significant back order, I think, from most places. But if you are looking for a 5G device, this is the first Apple uh, product that is going to have 5G in it. And it supports 5G in just about every uh, iteration that we have here in the United States, including this, what's known as MM Wave or um, 5G uh, Ultra Wide Band that, that Verizon really touts. Um, what the are the downloads things that may bring people to the iPhone 12? I just seen this article and I posted this at the group earlier today. Is that you'll be able to do software updates without Wi-Fi? Yes, that's correct. You can enable um, software updates over 5G in this new thing. So they they really you know went full bore into 5G, fully embraced that. Um, and and the networks, depending on who you ask, you know they all make these claims that they have nationwide 5g networks already out or or coming soon as cliff and i have talked about you know i think that it's probably more theoretical than it is practical in the, in other words i know for example that our community is not yet a 5g community. It's, a, it's a marketing ploy to make money yeah i mean it's going to get there it's going to be you know everywhere but i don't i don't think it's in 100 percent of the nation right now uh but it's across the nation they have it all over the nation which i guess is what you call uh, nationwide. I don't know. So, 
that's one of the very big things about the new iPhones is it's indeed all of them are going to have 5G. In addition to that, all the iPhone 12s across the board have the new A14 Bionic processor. Again, I mean, the A13, the A12, even the A10 was a desktop-class processor. And the A14 just takes this even up to the next level. Again, you have this incredible quad-core graphics to go with it. And they've gone from an 8-core to a, I believe it's a 16-core, might be 12, but I think it's 16-core neural engine. Now, just to explain to you what, the, what that means, the more cores that you have in a processor, the more tasks you can perform at the same time and the more intensive tasks can be performed because the tasks can now be split among multiple cores. And so it is really to a person's benefit to have these extra cores. And the neural engine is where your stuff, like if you do voiceover recognition on photos, if you do other things with images, you know, if you do augmented reality stuff, uh, machine learning stuff, that kind of stuff is, is, is typically... Um, I guess, going to be using the, the neural engine. So that's increased. Um, and, and in addition to that, the, um, the other thing that they have done with this is they've made all of the iPhones across the board in the 12 series now the full edge-to-edge -edge OLED or OLED uh, screen. So these displays are edge-to-edge. -edge. They're what Apple calls super retina and on the uh, 11 series, the Super Retina was reserved for the Pro and Pro Max. The standard iPhone 11 has the Liquid Retina. Now, believe me, that's still a fantastic display. Um, everybody loves the Liquid Retina, and it is no slouch. It's the, and, and it's as close to edge-to-edge -edge as you can get in an LED that's not an OLED. But these new iPhone 12s have this all the way across the board. And what that's enabled them to do is to keep the same screen size for the iPhone 12 that you had for the iPhone 11, which is a 6.1-inch display, but to actually make the form factor of the phone just a little bit smaller because of this true edge-to-edge -edge display now. So they've actually been able to make the phone a little lighter, a little thinner, a little smaller, and yet keep the exact same tremendous 6.1-inch screen size. If you want something even smaller than that, the iPhone 12 mini is going to be at just 5.4 inches in size. So if you really like a small screen, but you still, you know, I guess, and, and Cliff and, and Rita and I and, you know, the team, we've been talking about who we think the target audience is. And, you know, Cliff has said probably pretty accurately that, you know, maybe he's thinking young people, you know, teenagers getting their first device or something. They want the Animoji, the True Depth camera. They want face ID. They don't want to, you know, use the other things. But they they don't want as large of a display. They don't want to spend quite as much money. And so this iPhone 12 mini seems to be perfect for that. Now, the 12 and 12 mini, the other things that they have, well, really all four of the models have, is this new um, this new finish on, on the display. Uh, they call it Ceramic Shield. And it's supposed to make the iPhone four times tougher. And, and more resistant to drops, you know, and shattering. Um, now, both your 11 and your, or excuse me, your 12 and your uh, 12 mini are uh, both going to start in 64 gigabytes and go up to 128. Uh, I think they may go up as well to 256. They have um, the two cameras, an ultra-wide and a wide. Again, they've been improved. 
uh, both in the camera specs, I guess, and again, because of the, the improvements to the processor. Um, and so this combination of things makes for a fantastic device. They're available, again, in several colors. The, the typical, you know, iPhone 11 colors are available in the 12 for the most part, except I think maybe one of them was replaced with a new blue color. And we're going to talk about MagSafe in a minute because I know MagSafe's the other big thing. But before we do that, I want to go to the 12 Pro and Pro Max. So the Pro starts with the same 6.1-inch Super Retina display, this edge-to-edge -edge OLED, but also then goes up to a 6.7-inch in the Pro Max if you want the, the largest screen you can possibly get. Now, this device, again, is going to sport that same A14 Bionic processor with all of its various components. The, one of the major differences here with the Pro and the Pro Max is that it's going to have, instead of the uh, aluminum um, on the frame of this, it's actually going to, to use a, a stainless steel frame. Um, it's got the water resistance all the way to, it's an IP68 rating. Um, the, the standard 11 and 12, I think, were six feet for up to 30 minutes. So this is more than that. I think it's like 30 feet or something crazy uh, for up to 30 minutes. And uh, in, in water, of course, we're talking about, you know, splash and dust resistance. Now, one of the big things on the iPhone um, 12 Pro and Pro Max is the camera system. The camera system here technically has four rear cameras. You have your wide and your ultra wide and then your telephoto lens. But you also have this LiDAR scanner, which helps to improve low light condition photos, night mode photos. And it's also a big part of augmented reality. Uh, and that's the, the LiDAR scanner. Um, in, you know, the, the, the Pro and the Pro Max are truly the highest of the high end of devices. They can, they can take, they can record, edit, watch, and share not only 4K, which the iPhone 11 and 12 can do, but Dolby Vision videos. I mean, this is really high end recording. I truly believe that you're going to see, you've already seen some of it with the 11 series even, but I think you're going to see even more of it now. Uh, where where movie producers are going to uh, use these things as as some of their main cameras, uh, you know, we actually watch um, American Idol, the singing competition, and of course, this year it was done very differently because of the pandemic, you know. But they um, they actually sent the contestants on American Idol iPhone. They were either iPhone 11s or 11 Pros. I don't remember which ones they were. But, they, you know, one of the 11 series, anyhow, Max, Pro, I don't know, whatever. They sent them these iPhone 11s, and they had them record their uh, performances and, and submit them. And you had, the, you know, they sent them lighting equipment and, and all these things. And, I mean, it was like a professional studio. And there was, some, uh, there was some talk show, too. I don't know if it was Jimmy Fallon or one of these that did their, their shows on an iPhone. And that was the iPhone 11 series. This 12 series takes this up to even a whole new level. Now, the other thing that the um, the 12 series has on all of the all four of the models, of course, is MagSafe. So let's talk a little about what MagSafe is and what it's supposed to replace and how it works. Now, I've got to be very clear up front. I have not gotten my hands on one of these iPhones yet. Um, I am constantly going back and forth. I've not 
actually pulled the trigger, as the expression goes, and, and placed an order for one yet. I'm very tempted by the iPhone 12 Pro, but we shall see. I'm very happy with my iPhone 11, too, though, so that's the thing. But the, um, the 12 Pro, by the way, I, I want to mention, and the Pro Max, have graphite color, um, gold color. Uh, there's, uh, I think, maybe a black, and then they have uh, this beautiful, I imagine beautiful, uh, Pacific blue, which is the color I'll be getting if I do get it, or when I do get a 12 Pro. Um, the, the minis, my son is telling me, do, I, it's, it's red, I think it's both of them, I think it's the mini and the regular 12. It's red, yellow, is it green? There's no, no, there's no yellow this year? Okay, it's, uh, he's going to look up the colors just for those who are curious, but I know they have a blue color in those. It's ferrite, silver, Pacific blue, and gold. For the pros. And the Pro Max, yes. yes. Yes, that's correct. And I think Carson's going to look up what they are for the, the standard 12 and the 12 Mini. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll just interject that when he gets the information, he's going to pull it up. But anyway, um, while we're doing that, I, I also you know want to tell you these are supposed to have great batteries and great battery life. But of course, at some point, you got to charge them. Now, Apple made a very interesting move. Of course, right away, Samsung decided to mock it, which really makes me laugh because Samsung mocked the exclusion of the headphone jack and then turn around and excluded their own headphone jack. But, um, you know, the move that Apple has made here is uh, they're not including a power adapter. Now, I want to be clear. They're still including a lightning cable, but they're not including... It's USB-C to lightning, by the way, uh, but we'll get to that. But they're not including a power, you know, whatever you want to call it, power block, power brick, whatever. And I don't think this is such a big deal because, you know what, there's billions of these around. In our household, we have tons of them. And nowadays, people have... Okay, here's the colors. My son just pulled them up. Say them again. Red, white, blue, black, and green. And it is the Pacific blue, he says. Thank you, Carson. Okay, red, white, black, blue, and green. Anyway, um, so I don't think it's a big deal. You know, there's also a lot of... People are getting very personal about what they like. You know, some people want these docks that will plug, you know, four things into them. Or if you're like us... We just bought new furniture, and our our chairs, our couches, have USB ports built right into them. What you do is you plug in the chairs, and then you get USB ports. You can charge your phone right there just with the USB to lightning cable. And our, our one recliner even has a wireless charger in it. So, you know, I don't think the exclusion of the power adapter is a big deal. They are saying it is an environmental move. You can still buy the power adapter if you want, and they're just $19 for a 20-watt uh, USB-C power adapter, and I'm sure you might be able to find them, you know, at, at very good prices on, you know, Best Buy, Amazon, you know, different places like that as well. But what they are making now is this magnet ring that's built into the iPhone, and, and they're calling it MagSafe. MagSafe actually harkens back to an old term that used to be used on older Macintosh systems um, for their chargers. MagSafe allows you, so it serves several purposes. The first purpose is that Apple mentioned that sometimes when you're using a uh, key or chi, however it's properly said, wireless charger, you know, you buy these Belkins or Mophies or some other brand, you know, or you got it in your reclining chair, uh -huh, and, and you, you, you set the phone on there. If you don't put it on there just right, it doesn't charge. And I have seen that happen. It's not a big deal. It's a first world thing. You know, you just adjust it. But I, ha I will admit that I have noticed it at times. 
Well, what Apple's done is this MagSafe is going to make it easier. It's going to be compatible with all these existing wireless chargers that you might have, but it's going to stay on better with the new MagSafe. The other thing that MagSafe is going to do is it's going to make it really easy to get cases off and on. And if you get Apple's cases, like, for example, the Apple MagSafe Clear Case, which will be the one I get if I do get this model, um, they have others. They have silicone. They have a leather wallet. They have you know several different things. But if you get one of their cases... And I think third parties are doing it too. The cases also have the magnets in them. So what happens is you can use other accessories on top of that. For example, Apple has released a MagSafe charger. Now, if I understand it correctly, and again, as I said, I have no firsthand experience with this yet, but reading what I have read in Apple's description uh, and, and in some reviews that have been released online, I, what I envision this as is that the MagSafe charger will simply magnetize to the back of your iPhone case like, for those who have an Apple Watch, like the little charging puck magnetizes to the back of the watch. And I, I understand you can still use it while it's on there because you can still hold it in your hand and just keep that magnet on the back of it instead of having a cord plugged into the bottom of it. And that's very different... Um, and, and it's different from a wireless charger where you have to actually, you know, set it down somewhere on a flat surface or put it into a stand and then, you know, not use it. This thing is going to actually allow you to use it, my understanding is, while it is uh, magnetized to the back of it. Now, it's going to give you 15-watt charging, which is really, really good and ought to charge an iPhone really fast. And uh, if you want to, as I said, you can still buy they have a 20-watt USB-C power adapter for just 19 bucks. You can use that with the included USB-C, the lightning cable, and you can charge that way as well. And that is not just $19. So a lot of these accessories uh, that you can get, I already know that some third-party companies like Belkin um, and a couple others, I believe, are making wireless, or, or I should say MagSafe-compatible uh, cases and devices. I've heard that PopSockets are already working on their wireless, uh, I keep saying wireless, their MagSafe uh, solutions as well for accessories. So there's there's a lot to be said for uh, MagSafe. Now, what I, I will point out, the iPhone 12 Pro and Pro Max start at 128 gigabytes of storage. So they've done away with that 64 gig uh, in the Pro and the Pro Max. You start at 128, go up to 256 or 512 if you want. And they start at $9.99 for the 12 Pro in 128 gigabytes. They go up from there. Um, and uh, which one are you getting, Cliff? I know you're getting the Pro Max, but which storage capacity? 128. And that is what price? Um, $10.99 for the Pro Max. Um, they're leaving the, okay. the price points are at the same as they were last year. They didn't raise anything. Okay, okay. Um, and just they've they've made one that's lower because of the mini, then right? Yes, right. The lower price. Now, I think that's the one, only. I think that's the only one, if I'm not mistaken, that you can get in the 64. I think the pro and the actually regular 12s uh, oh. start at 128, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Okay. Um, and what I, I want to also talk, and then I want to let Cliff and Rita talk a little while too, and then of course take your questions. But before we do that, I want to I want to talk about what your options are for purchasing and the different ways that you can purchase, because it's a little bit convoluted, and I'm still learning things. As a matter of fact, uh, I, when, I, when I tell this, Cliff will see right away that I, I've already changed my mind about something um, because of something I learned beyond that. But 
there are a couple of different ways to purchase the iPhone. Now, in, in, in the most general sense, you can either go through a carrier or go through Apple. But that's just the beginning of the story. Because with the major carriers, when I say major, I'm talking AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon here in the United States. Uh, some people still say Sprint, but that's really T-Mobile now. Uh, with those three, you have some additional options when purchasing through Apple. So when you purchase through Apple, one of the first options and one of my favorite options that you have is Apple Card monthly installments. If you're already an Apple Card holder, you already are set to go as long as you have the, the, the available credit. If you're not, you can, you can apply for the Apple Card as you make this purchase. And, you know, assuming you get approved uh, for the amount you need, you're good to go. And what they'll do is they will, they will allow you to finance these devices for 12 months or however long, and you can, it's interest-free. And if you want to pay it off sooner, you just go into the wallet app, Apple Wallet app. It's fully accessible. You just pay it off. You can track your installment progress right there. And the other nice thing is that Apple does have some of the most generous trade-in values on their own valuations on their own devices. And it doesn't, um, it doesn't give you cash, but it, it t they take it right off the top of the purchase price. So if, for example, I'm purchasing an iPhone 12 Pro that's a thousand bucks, nine ninety nine, and if they say to me, "Okay, your iPhone 11 is worth three hundred and fifty dollars," well, what they're going to do is then when they charge my Apple Card with installments, they're not going to be financing a thousand dollars; they're going to be financing six hundred and fifty dollars instead. So it's going to make my monthly payments lower. It's going to make my total financed price lower as well. That's Apple Card monthly installments. Apple also still supports the iPhone upgrade program, which is financed through Citizen One Bank and which allows you to have your iPhone and your Apple Care all as one fee, a monthly fee. Again, you can just call a phone number if you want to pay it off sooner, but it's a, you know, a, a plan that allows you to keep getting a new phone every year and um, it is a great way to go as well. And that is called the iPhone upgrade program. Now this year, Apple is doing something else too. Really, the carriers are doing something else. The major carriers, all three of the major carriers, AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon, have really incredible offers depending on which phone you have. If you purchase your iPhone through Apple, using the Apple Store app or however you want to do it, but you agree to finance and trade in through your carrier, they're going to give you very good trade-in values. For example, AT&T claims that it will give you up to $800, depending on which model you have, which would, lower, which would make it possible for you to get an iPhone 12 at $0 a month after bill credits. So you'll get monthly credits and an iPhone 12 Pro for just $6 a month with the, uh, with the bill credits. Now, the caveats to this are it's a 30-month deal. You have to finance for 30 months. And I am not sure if you pay it off sooner what price you'd be paying. I know the bill credits continue as long as you have an active line. Cliff told us that. But I, I'm not sure what your payoff figure would be based upon there. And you are, you know, in, during that time, you are tied into the carrier. It is, it is carrier financing. Now, I don't plan on leaving AT&T, so I could do that. But I did, when I looked at what they're actually willing to give for the 11, 
I think I would probably be just as well to go with the Apple trade-in and the Apple Card monthly installments. That was my change of heart there on that. But you know, depending on what you have, you can get some some really really good um, deals from AT and T. Verizon is doing it similarly, and then T Mobile is doing whatever you get for your trade-in. They're going to give you one hundred and fifty dollars uh, dollars in, in uh, on top of that in the form of a rewards card. So there are some really amazing offers and ways to buy. If you have one of these major carriers, I suggest buying from the Apple store and I suggest you choose then what works best for you. Apple card monthly installments, carrier financing, trade in through Apple, trade in through the carrier, whatever you want to do, but it's definitely a great way to go. Now, if you have another service from uh, a mobile, um, uh, virtual mobile network operator or however they call that mobile virtual network operator like Xfinity mobile, or um, uh, Cricket, or one of those other ones, um, you may need to buy the phone through them, or you may need to buy it unlocked. It just depends upon what exactly uh, your carrier says. But it's going to be, you know, it's available on all of these carriers. However you choose to do it is what will work for you. Uh, and and you, can, you can get it unlocked. You can activate it on any carrier that you want. And other than that, I mean, I, I think what I want to do now is uh, go to Cliff and Rita and see if they have anything they'd like to add. I'm good. <laughs> um, when people okay. think, you know, when uh, just to say when people are thinking about, um, you know, wh- replacing their devices. Um, now, this is just my personal opinion. When your device especially if your device cannot handle new software updates, okay, you, you really need to, up, you know, um, upgrade your phone, you know, to change models. Yeah, I agree um, with you 100%. If you can't install the latest software, it's time to upgrade. Exactly. And uh, my kind of rule of thumb is every two to three years uh, for a, a new device, but you know, a lot of times there are, there are people who, who get a new phone every year, you know, that's just their, you know, they just replace it out. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of it, saying I'm not going to upgrade every it, year and then doing it anyway, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't and know. So, yet. I mean, that's personal, uh, totally personal preference, but I, you know, I, just to bring up this, you know, people mention about the cost a lot of times and, um, it's kind of relative, you know, I mean, these, these devices are life-changing, okay? They, they replace an, an I, a barcode scanner, they replace a money reader, they replace a talking calculator, they replace a talking clock. You know, there must be, there was an article written one time about, you know, all the devices my iPhone has replaced of these assistive technologies. Now, standalone technologies are wonderful, and I still use a lot of the toys, you know, color identifiers and things like that. Um, but I, uh, there's, uh, there's so, there's an app for that. There's so many things that you can do with these devices. And since they come uh, out of the box talking, you know, they're accessible. We don't have to spend extra money to make our devices accessible. That is life changing. The Apple yeah. is the one company that is doing this. And so these devices are worth thousands of dollars, not just, you know, the, I mean, they're just so worth it 
to make the upgrade because I, I see people quibbling over these, you know, a few hundred dollars, which I, I know a few hundred dollars is a lot of money to some people. Um, and, you know, to, every, to, to everyone, but it's so worth it to make the investment in this technology because as these devices improve, for sighted people, they improve for blind people. And app developers maximize their apps for the newest software, for the newest hardware. Um, and so, as you see, some, some features will not work, like the tap back feature, for example, will not work on unless it's a, I think it's a 10 or higher. Uh, if you wanted to enable that, you know, there's some voice voice over recognition. You know, the the screen recognition part yes. won't work on on anything below a ten. Also, I've I've been told. I think so. And so, you know, as these devices evolve, okay, you cannot stop progress. I know there's a lot of people just stop. I don't want to update my software. I know it as it is, so forth. The world is not going to stop. It is going to keep evolving and changing and improving, quite frankly, for people with disabilities. So the, the, I hear the cost argument a lot of times from people. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I mean, you're making this judgment, but yet they'll spend you know, thousands of dollars on a vacation or they'll spend, you know what I mean? But they don't want to spend, you know, the money on a new iPhone and they're walking around with an old iPhone that's barely working, uh, you know, because they, they don't want to spend the money. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a fascinating uh, thing to me to see people's decision-making when they're deciding on purchasing this technology or not. And it, it is so worth it to make this investment. You know, like for just for example, the, the AirPods, um, they uh, can be turned literally into hearing aids for some people that replaces thousands of dollars. And all you got to spend is the, the, the cost for the phone and the, um, and the cost for the AirPods. And hearing aid manufacturers fought Apple to not allow this feature because it's a certain FM frequency distribution. And I'm really getting out of my league here in terms of the technical explanation for the live listen feature. Yeah, Rita, that, that's above your pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> and but it's it's so worth it uh, to you know. I mean, to, I, I would say that I don't mean to pick on Windows, but I do. I mean, Jaws itself costs you know twelve hundred dollars for that price. You can get an iPhone Pro Max before taxes and have the word processing capability. I mean, you can literally do everything with your phone and an iPad or or iPad for that matter that you can do on Windows. Maybe you can't run. Uh, PowerPoint or whatever, but you can explore the web. You can use Seeing AI, which is a Microsoft um, app, um, and it has multiple channels. I don't use it, and Rita can talk more about that because I don't use it, so I don't know what, what all it does. I know it reads money and identifies colors, and it might do some other things that I don't know about. But I mean, it's it's just it's just to me, it's a no brainer. I mean, there's people like me that upgrade every year, but there's some people that might spend this $1,200 and keep that phone for four years. So, and that'd be a good investment and they would be able to save money on other stuff that they won't have to buy. Absolutely. And, and, you know, just to, just to piggyback off of what Cliff said about the, um, 
the, you know, the, 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 the Windows thing, there's definitely uh, the processors on these iPhones and iPads and so forth are perfectly capable. I mean, we run our business off of iPads, uh, Cliff and I both. And, and, you know, these processors are absolutely incredible. They are as good as any Windows desktop and better than most Windows desktops and significantly better than Chromebooks. I mean, it is truly amazing. All right. Anything else that uh, you guys on the team would like to add? And we'll go to questions. We may get done a little bit early today, but, you know, we'll see how many questions there are. But anything you guys want to add? I'm good. I'm, that's, that's all I had. All right. Let's, uh, if nothing, Cliff, if nothing else, then we'll, we'll take some questions. Okay. Jeff, you may unmute. Jeff, you may unmute. There we go. There we go. Uh, I just kinda, hi. I just kind of think that um, the population that you deal with, a lot of us live only on Social Security disability and have very limited income. And the thought of going out and spending, you know, $500 for uh, an Apple speaker is just kind of beyond budget. And you know, that cute little feature where uh, they kind of act like walkie-talkies. Well, I do that now with my iPhone, and my partner and I both have iPhones, and he's in the basement, I'm on the second floor, and I'll just text him. And it kind of functions the same way, and it's a, a way to get that functionality without spending, you know, additional dollars for speakers that you need to hook up and, uh, you know, Bluetooth to each other and that type of thing. So... I just think, you know, it's kind of fun to have all those tech toys, but um, maybe they're not all that essential. Yeah, if, if you can get a task done with what you've got, then you're fine. You know, I mean, if, if there's something you want to do and you can do it with the current technology you've got, I, I'd say that's great. Well, you know, and, and just to, just to go on to that, I mean, I, I you know, nobody, I don't think anyone, you know, let's let's forget about uh, the community of non-sighted folks or visually impaired or you know whatever is the correct term. Let's forget about that and just broaden it. You know, far be it for me or Rita or Cliff or anybody to tell anybody else how to spend their money. I mean, that's a personal thing. That's not a thing that anybody else can tell you. And if you've got the resources to do it, praise God, that's a great thing. But, you know, when, when I look at the, the, um, the technology that is out there, what I'm seeing, and, and I know, I understand, you know, I get it. I, I, I you know, I completely get it. Uh, and I praise God that I have the resources that he's given me that I can do these things and get these things. But when I look at this and I see that, for example, you just mentioned a, a number of uh, $500, which would cover five HomePods uh, of the smaller kind, the, the minis, or two of the, um, not quite two, of the uh, the larger kinds. Um, you know, it wasn't so long ago that that kind of setup would have cost thousands of dollars and really still can if someone wants to wire their entire home for sound like that. You know, you, you could easily, easily spend four digits on something like that. Um, 
And just to piggyback off of what you're saying, Matt, with the cost, I mean, nobody, even the people who have the means to do it, like you, Matt, or maybe Rita or me, spends full costs on launch day or when this stuff comes out because carriers, as well as Apple, makes these things affordable by offering you monthly installment plans. I mean, $20 a month to me, I can, even if I wasn't working, I could, I'm not saying everybody could, but I could, I could flip $20 a month for a phone, just enhance my um, accessibility experience and make my life easier so I don't always have to ask somebody excited to do something for me. So I think that is one of the great things about the technology these days is 99% of places where you buy them from, including Best Buy, Kmart, and Target, are going to allow you to make monthly installment plans and not have to worry about having six, seven, eight, a thousand dollars up front. Right, and that's definitely true. You know, with the iPhone, you I, I shared some ways that you can, depending on your situation, you may be able to get the iPhone for zero dollars a month. You know, I personally am not wild about financing for 30 months with an iPhone only because, I mean, I, I have, oh, I, it's a struggle for me to wrap my mind around doing it for 12 or 24 months because by the time you've paid that off, that technology is now the, you know, last year's thing or the year before's thing. You know, if I do a 30 month uh, agreement, I will, if I, if I ride that out for 30 months, there will have been two new iPhones released before my current one is is completely paid off so you know i i i struggle with that concept but again it, there are some people that need to do that because they can't swing it to do it any other way and quite honestly those people wouldn't have bought a new phone the next year anyhow because of the finances so you know i think there's a lot of options and, and that's the bottom line yeah you know whether it's expensive inexpensive is kind of jeff in the eye of the beholder whether it's essential i think the word essential is uh you know, I mean, justifying something for someone might mean something different than is it essential? Do I really need it? You know, the definition of need, I think, has has kind of changed in our modern society from what it, you know, originally meant. Um, you know, but I think I think the one thing we can say universally that's not divisive or that's not, you know, judgmental of anybody else or anything like that is that A, the costs have come down significantly from what they've they used to be. B these products give you a lot of bang for your buck, like Rita said, and see there are ways of making these products um, reachable to people in many different financial uh, situations. Beth, you may unmute. Hey, uh, very interesting uh, presentation, as always. And I had a couple of questions. First of all, if you are totally blind and you are planning on using Ira, which Matt, I know you, you said you don't use, but my question is, would there be a substantial difference, do you think, in the camera quality of the Ira experience between the Mini and, say, the Pro Max? And I have one more question after that about the um, MagSafe. Okay. Well, let, yeah. With the first question, I, you know, I'm not even sure, Beth, that I feel 100% qualified to answer that other than to say on one end of the spectrum, iPhones have been able to work great with Ira for a long time and iPhones have had fantastic cameras. I mean, I, what was it? The iPhone 7, maybe? I'm fairly certain it was before the 10 where Annie Leibovitz 
you know, very, very famous. She made the statement that it was one of the best cameras that she had ever worked with or something along those lines. And that was an iPhone camera several years ago. So the cameras on these devices, thanks to Apple's engineering and software and all this, have been fantastic anyway. And so I don't think you're going to have a problem or be disappointed with any of them. Now, having said that, there has to be there has to be something better about the ones that are higher end. You know what I mean? So those same things that, like Rita said, and I'm sorry I interrupted you there, Rita. I'll, I'll let you go, go ahead. One second. But I, I, just as they're going to improve things for, for sighted users, they would have to improve something for non-sighted users. You know what I mean? I, if I stand mm-hmm. in front of you and say, all right, here's a new kind of, uh, I don't know, here's a new kind of cup. And this cup really makes it easy for me to drink my Coca-Cola. Well, you put water in it, it's still liquid. It's still going to offer you, I would imagine, some kind of improvement too, unless we're talking about the carbonation or something. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit weird of an analogy, but you get the point. So I think, yeah, it's. I think there's got to be something. And also, going forward, you know, maybe there will be a new feature that we don't even, and this is always what, what I'm very big about, is looking at this in a future proof sense. You know, maybe today, there's going to be no difference in the experience, but maybe another, you know, six or eight months from now, Ira comes out with something and they say, well, if you have the 12 pro, you'll be able to take advantage of this new feature that no other person's going to be able to, you know, you just never know with that stuff with technology. And then go ahead, Rita. Um, I think in regards to the camera and utilization of these types of services, Ira, be my eyes, FaceTime video. um, The, if we're talking the same uh, level, that you know the the uh, the mini, the twelves, the, the hardware, okay, um, the software that drives these devices is the same, okay. It's going to be iOS fourteen point whatever, okay, and then the cameras on these devices uh, between the mini and the 12 pro max okay the 12 pro max has these 3d and dolby types of capability a very advanced you know technology and for focusing the camera for a one-to-one facetime having ira look at something pretty close you're going to get about the same performance okay in terms of iris being able to see through that camera lens you know what what the camera Mm -hmm. is facing um now if if i was a say for example i was a um a competitive skier on a blind skiing team and i needed ira uh, to guide me <laughs> down a mountain. <laughs> um, um, I Not me. Would, okay, I would prefer the 12 Max. <laughs> yeah, I'd like my life um, back. <laughs> um, but, um, but in regards to holding that camera for Ira to look at something, okay, the mini is going to be easier, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. To put it in a to put it in a lanyard type thing and to put it around your neck if you if you need your hands for focusing mm-hmm. on something, you know what I mean. Um, so the technology is great either way. I mean, you are splitting hairs here in terms yeah. of right. of uh, of Ira. You know, 
Um, in, in and the same could be said for things like seeing AI. Correct. Yeah, yeah, the same. Um, yeah, I would yeah, think for, so too. Yeah, I'm thinking for documents scanning and so forth. The software is the same. It's just the 3D effect. There are so many sided things going on when video and pictures have been taken. Okay. okay. That is a visual enhancement that is not exactly uh, the blind people. It's like, who cares if there's a, a star filter on this to make it look shinier. You know what I mean? As long as mm -hmm. I can, you, do you see what I'm saying? There's a lot of sighted stuff going on. Yeah. It's like, if you're a photographer's photographer, this would really get, get you going, you know? Uh, yes. I would get the, uh, if you, somebody was really into photography, or I would get that 12 pro. Yeah. Mat, correct. Oh, hands down. Hands no. down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> but but for Ira and seeing AI and uh, optical character recognition, the twelve mini is going to do the same job. Quite right. frankly, I mean, you know, yeah, Matt, oh. Matt, you have several, a few more hands, and you have about seven minutes. <laughs> okay, Matt. Okay, I'll, I'll just sorry. My other question was really quick. Could you please explain how the MagSafe that that clear case? How would it get its power? To, to charge, and I'm going to go ahead and mute. Thank you. Okay, yeah, so you're going to have to use then a MagSafe charger or a lightning cable or a wireless charger, but they work through the case. So the case itself doesn't require power, but it provides the, you know, you can use any of those means on top of it then to charge the device. Michelle, you may unmute. There we go. Um, my question is, um, can you... Can you tell me what the size, um, can you compare the, the size between the, the SE2 and the, um, and the 12 mini and also um, address the, the difference in cost? Um, the, the, the size is going to be a bit tricky because there's nothing that's ever been released that is the exact form factor of these new 12 models so i've never had personal experience what i can tell you is that the second generation se is a 4.7 inch display and the iphone 12 mini is a 5.4 however i think they're going to be pretty similar in physical size because you you take away on the mini you're going to do away with the home button you're doing away with the bezel on the edge because it's a full OLED edge-to-edge -edge display, so it's all screen. So I think I would have to believe the iPhone 12 mini is probably about the same physical size as the, um, uh, as the SE second generation. Now, as far as the cost, uh, somebody from the team want to help me out here because I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think the... Um, is the SE second generation, is it $399, guys? They may have had to mute. I I think it's no. I think it, it no. it's uh, the mini is six ninety nine, and the the tw the regular size is uh, seven ninety nine. What what's the SE no, the second generation? Oh, the second generation. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it does start at three ninety nine. So it's three ninety nine versus if you were looking at the twelve mini, you say it's six ninety nine. Right. Okay. Okay. And and do you know what the um do you know what the um amount of memory that the SE2 starts with? I don't... Re 
I don't remember if it's 64. I think it's 64 gigabytes, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, at some point when I get a new phone. I, I'm currently using uh, the the original SE, and I'm figuring that at some point I'm going to want to get a new phone. I'm trying to decide which of the two to get. So. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, you, you know, it's definitely personal preference. You get probably a lot more features and power in the um, 12 mini, but they're both great right. devices. I, I like the I like the size that the original SE is, but um, I, I think anything I get is going to be a little bit larger than that. And so, um, so I'm just kind of thinking about which one might be easier for me to hold on to and that sort of thing. And, but at, at the same time, it's going to give me a good, you know, set of features and, and last, you know, as long as they can, that sort of thing. So. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank Karen, you very much. Karen, thank you. Karen, you may unmute. I'm here. Um, okay. Thank you as always, uh, Matt and team. Okay. What you mentioned today is that the new iPhone is 5G ready. So I'm pretty sure that someone at Apple told me that it was up to the carrier whether or not. So it seems that it has to be part of the device. Um, I am in, and I probably missed your talk about the iPads, but um, do are, are the new iPads that are coming out, are they also 5G ready? So all of the iPads are 4G or LTE compatible. If you get a cellular capable model, uh, they are not 5G this year. Um, and I don't expect that they will be because all the iPads for this year, except for the iPad mini, have already received a refresh in, in 2020. Uh, so I don't expect to see any more new iPads until... Uh, sometime next year, maybe next spring at the earliest for the iPad Pro, uh, probably next fall for the others if we base it upon, you know, what we just saw. Um, and, and, and let me be clear, you know, LTE or 4G or, you know, there's sometimes whatever, they're, they're still very, very fast and, and, you know, fantastic cellular options. If you get the iPad, you're not going to be, uh, you know, disappointed in that. And they're always going to, you know, they're backwards compatible. So, you know, if you get an iPad and you have a, a 5G, you know, carry, carrier that supports 5G, you still get LTE. It's still going to work. Do you have any idea, because um, I'm considering between an iPad and a MacBook, um, and I read that we should wait because MacBooks will be, may be coming out this quarter. Do you know anything about that? Well, I think there's some truth in the fact that MacBooks will be coming out this quarter, but I, I'm not sure that I would agree with the same conclusion. Um, I probably don't have time to get into it extensively, so I don't know when if you can if you can get my contact info that I'm going to give before we close today. Um, I would love for you to get in touch with me. I'm a big fan of the iPad. I really, you know, uh, we know, we know yeah, you're a groupie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and I think, you know, a, a high end or really any iPad is, is going to go further than an entry level MacBook. Um, in, hey, Matt, in most you scenarios. have, you have one minute until four thirty if you want to give your contact information. Thank you. Okay. Thank okay. you. All right. Thank you. Okay. 
Well, we want to thank you once again then for joining us today. And I will give you the contact info if you would like to get in touch with me, if you have more questions or, you, you know, what have you. Uh, the web address you can go to if you want to visit our website is ttjtech.net. That's Tango Tango Juliet for TTJ, followed by the word tech, T-E-C-H dot N-E-T. You can subscribe to our blog. You can access contact information. And you can certainly read various tips and tricks articles, audio tutorials, and a whole lot more. Now, if you do have a question specifically, you can send email or iMessage using the Messages app to the tech juggernaut at iCloud.com. So that's T-H-E-T-E-C-H juggernaut, J-U-G-G-E-R-N-A-U-T at iCloud.com. Dot com. Everything else you can find on our website at ttjtech.net. Find out about our podcast, all of our free courses. Uh, and don't forget to check out our podcast, TTJ Talk. And also Cliff has a podcast, Stir It Up. But Stir is spelled with a U, S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you so much, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.